You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Joe Clark, Happy New Year to you for 2023. <laughs> and to you, Richard Sweatman. How are you, mate? Very good. Nice to be chatting again in the new year yes. on the Homegrown Faith Podcast. Uh, I'm doing yeah. well. How are you? <laughs> good, good. I feel like, um, I don't know about you, but I've spent the summer thinking, am I doing fun enough things for the podcast? And then I think, just <laughs> live life, Joe. Just live life. <laughs> it didn't happen That's here right. too often, but it definitely crossed my mind. <laughs> That's right. Uh, what what can you share from your holidays? Oh, that would, uh, well, this was a moment. The listeners. That, yeah, this is a moment that snuck up on me. So, um. I was in Brisbane with my sister and her husband and their three-and-a-half-year-old twins, Ada and Henry, and we decided they, they're living in Brisbane. It's a new thing for them. They wanted to do some tourist things, so we decided to go to South Bank and catch the ferry, and we we were yeah. going to – we were told, oh, we'll go on the wheel of Brisbane, that Ferris wheel thing, and I thought, oh, yeah, I sure, know, whatever. I know this. I know what you're talking about. I've been there. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so – we spend this hectic morning, we catch the train in. And, of course, the three-and-a-half-year-old toddlers, we are busy. We are busy, busy, busy. And we are mm. high energy and we are having ice cream. You know, there is lots going on. And mm. then the tickets are bought for the Wheel of Brisbane and then we're in line and we, we get really quickly through the line so it's going amazingly. And then we get into this little shaky pod thing. Mm. I sit down and have this moment of, oh, what have I done? Because I hate <laughs> – heights like really don't like being up high and I'm in this glass pod yeah I'm in this glass pod and (laughs) so we start going up and up and up and up and the kids are just having the best time and they wouldn't mind shaking the pod a little bit they're not that they're they're standing (laughs) up on the chair we're getting them sit down again standing up on the chair they want to bash the glass or say no no you know we're not going to do that there's a sign there they're very interested in the sign about not bashing the glass and I spend (laughs) the next Four rotations around thinking. Four rotations. Oh, my god. Yeah, goodness. we go round the thing four times. I was just like, this, I did not think through. I do not enjoy this. <laughs> but you it was like, like one of those, I was just so distracted by the toddlers that it kind of okay. ushered me onto this ride that I would never usually pick anyway. Yeah. So in the end. You sitting there doing the like low- deep breathing. And- <laughs> <laughs> no, I was definitely trying to hold it together. Be cool. Like, be cool, be cool, be cool. The low moment was as I was looking at the infrastructure holding my pod on because I was like, well, is this a trustworthy structure? I look across <laughs> and there is a cable tie holding something together. And I'm sure it's not structural cable tie, but I tell you, it did not instill confidence. And I was like, oh, can we get off? <laughs> anyway, the kids had a great time. I did see some interesting things and then I didn't look out much at all. Yes. Well- Ali and Dean, we had, we, it was a nice moment, but I was definitely like, toddlers wooing me into something I wasn't ready for. <laughs> well done. Doing new things. That's what we love yes. to hear about on the podcast. Well, yes. It, I yeah. Know, I recommend it as a view. It's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say you've been on it? I have been on it. Yes. And I yeah. didn't know you had a fear of heights. There we go. I've learned something today. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not mad keen on heights. <laughs> I don't like going across Sydney Harbour Bridge. I choose the middle lane. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> You're building, building a picture there. Yeah, just an FYI. That's the context of my fear. Yeah, anyway, yeah. what about you, mate? What have you been up to? Uh, on holidays, we were 
my family was at the Central Coast, and we went to something, well, Alex and I went to something called a slot car place. Slot cars. Have you heard of, you know what a slot car is, Joe? Oh, not really. I I can't picture it. You've mentioned it in an email, but I I, I still can't picture it. So we were there in the Central Coast, and I think Alex must have been Googling something to do with cars, you know, trying to find something more entertaining than sort of beach walks or bushwalks that we were into. Yeah. And he said, oh, there's a slot car place not far from here called Sharmhaven. And so what this place is, it's kind of like a shed or a, a storeroom um, kind of place, a, a big mm. room, um, air conditions, looks quite nice, with four different slot car tracks. And this is like Scale Electric's brand you might have heard or Carrera are the brands. Nah. And they're just this... Um, track about the size of a pool table or maybe two pool tables together um, uh-huh. and uh, with four, five, six lanes on it and there's a groove on this black plastic track which you can slot a little car in and that'll pick up electricity and generate a motor and will uh-huh. race around the track as you squeeze this trigger kind of thing. That's slot car racing. And uh-huh. it was a, it was fun. It was a great experience. Alex and I was so <laughs> excited to be there, Alex particularly. They just, for, for $10, they, they let you pull off one of the cars off their shelf and put, put, put it on, pull the trigger. All you're kind of doing and is adjusting the speed and it goes round mm. and round and round. And maybe if you go this fast, <laughs> it might flip off or something. That's a bit exciting or crash into each other. Um, but uh, nice. yeah, it, it was a great experience. Lovely family uh, run thing there, Slotties as the company it's Charmhaven. They had a, we had a nice <laughs> chat with them. And, um, yeah, Alex was there sort of just, you know, racing these cars around. So uh, wow. not something I've ever done before. I had a scale electric set when I was young, but, it, you know, it was always a fiddle to put together and it jammed yeah. and didn't work and stuff. So to have something, yeah. you just go round and round and round and round and round and round. Uh, <laughs> Executes yeah. perfectly every time with minimal yeah. effort. <laughs> yeah. That was a lot of fun. Wow. I, would, I would go back again next time we're down there. Yeah. So I'm picturing a next level. You know that toy? It's not Matchbox. It's the the toy where they have like the orange tracks. Where yeah, it's basically a Matchbox car. Hot Wheels. I'm picturing like Hot Wheels next level. Is that right? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's what slot car people are into. And there's the whole you know, magnets and brushes and wheels and gears and cogs and wow. trims and stuff. So it's a full on hobby if you want to get into it. So um, yeah. So is there about? a is there a selection? criteria here for your car or, or or are all the cars created equal and or are there particular cars that would definitely win <laughs> over other cars oh, I'm, i guess i'm thinking i'm the competitive soul so i want to know how i can win you would love cars. this there was a big sign up there with the four or five different competition categories and detailed rules oh. over the size the power the magnets of each category <laughs> and what could be allowed so it's very technical yep uh, wow. And you would get right into this, I think, in the competitive I would. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah, that sounds really fun. Oh, I'm happy for you. That would have been a nice thing for you and Alex to do together. Yeah. How great. Yeah, yeah. No, that was good. Oh. But oh, uh, awesome. as well as fun experiences, Joe, you and I love reading the Bible. And um, do. yeah, what have, you, what have you been reading? <laughs> well, it's actually been, um, it's been a funny week because I happen to have read the same passage every day of the week. And so oh, it's. Yeah. I woke up this morning and it was on my mind and I thought I'm going to read it again because it's so enjoyable to read. Yeah. Um, and the reason it's been on my mind is, we've, as you'd know, we're launching for the year of the maturity team um, at church. And so you and I were on about seeing all of church um, growing Christ-likeness and grow to know God mm. more. And so um, we're, we want to see small group gatherings. We want to see quality church sermons. We want to see people um, reading their Bible for themselves and reading mm. the Bible with others and their kids. Anyway. 
and to see the spirit at work, growing people, of course. And so Colossians 1 has come up a lot because Paul talks about maturing people and his efforts in that. So I thought I'd read that. This is what's the passage that's been on my mind. Um, This is Colossians 1, verse 28 and 29. He, and this is Christ, is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. Mm. Mm. You know, this is a favourite for both of us. We love this verse. We've talked about it for so many years. Yeah. I think it was one of the first verses you read with me when I first started working with you. Anyway, oh, yeah. Um, so it's, it's definitely lodged in my brain. Um, but uh, the thing that stood out for me as I was, I was reading it this morning and thinking about it was that um, we want everyone to be presented fully mature in Christ and that's not just leaders, it's not just people who are already like already quite mature or as mature as, you know, mm. the most mature person in a congregation or the really, really, really mature person. Everyone we want to keep maturing um, yeah. from the little baby up. And so I felt quite spurred on in that. Yeah. But that it's actually, um, I was so relieved that it's mature in Christ, not mature in kind of self-knowledge like your own knowledge or being puffed up and you you Mm. did a sermon on that yesterday which was really helpful for me but um yeah just the idea that um we're united with christ and he's wanting to mature us up in into him and he's doing that work through you know sending people to to mature us but also by the spirit and so it felt um a wonderful reminder this morning to think okay i want everyone to be matured I want to be matured, but actually it yeah. comes from being united with Christ. Yeah, and so, so connected with Christ, isn't it? This whole yeah. thing that he's the one we proclaim and, and yeah. we're growing up in maturity in him, in relationship yes. with him. Yes, And the yes. energy, yeah, comes from Christ himself. Yeah. You know, well, that word, the, the powerfully, the word powerful there, I thought, oh, does that word come up again in Colossians? And it does in verse 11 um, where it says, um, we're being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and, and patience. Mm. Um, so he's, he's praying, sorry, Paul's praying that for the Colossians. And I just thought, oh, that's right. God is powerfully working in us and the energy we have for maturing others, well, or energy mm. Paul has for maturing others, and therefore I think we can say any energy we have is actually God at work as well. And so yeah. very much a um, grace-filled effort, I think. Yeah, um, and I'm so thinking, yeah, it's felt quite inspiring actually for the for the start of the year. And a verse like that, yeah, clearly um, inspiring for for you and myself in in um, as we mm. lead some maturity ministries. But I imagine mm. for our listeners as well, in whatever, um, however the year is shaping up for them, that um, mm. this is a great encouragement as well. Mm, definitely um, to be, um, yeah, speaking the word and, and looking for growth in yourself and and the people you're yeah. in, in relationship with. Yeah. Yeah, I think I feel like the the year's already gone in some ways because you know we're into February and I feel like where did January go? Um, <laughs> and so this was actually quite a comforting reminder to think actually you you had all these hopes for January, some of them were realised, some of them weren't. But hmm. what are you on about here? Like and and as I because I've got I can see the different things now getting back, schools going back, so all the school related things, sport activities and things like that. Even in my yeah. own life, like what I'm doing in my week is now settling. Yeah, and I yeah. think, okay, what am I on about here? I mean, it's all the different things I've got as priorities. And so, oh, Colossians 1, if you haven't read something today, Colossians 1, 28 and 29, <laughs> go have a read. It's so good. Ah, oh, fantastic.
Mm. What about you, mate? You've been reading a book over the holidays, but well, m- many books, I'm guessing. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I'll share some of them over the following uh, month. But, um, yeah, mm. the one, this one I mentioned in the last podcast of 2022 is um, a book called Busy, uh, Tackling the Problem ah, yes. of an Overloaded Christian Life by Ian Carmichael. And, um, yeah, just a, a short book, 150 pages or so, and um, I finished that early in the holidays. And uh, Ian's a, a great guy. He, he works in Christian publishing and has um, done lots of reading and editing and, and, and guiding of authors, but um, he's mm. yeah, writing one for the first time here. And he's just, you know, the title explains it pretty well. Like he's, he's, I think he's spotted the busyness in the Christian life and the Christian world, and uh, he's wanting to write biblically um, how to think about that and respond. So um, mm. um, I, the th- so uh, the things I liked about it um, is is really approaching with biblical theology. He really brings, like he's avoids um, life hacks, quick tips, pithy mm, uh, nice. sayings, wisdom from the world. Um, he's, he's not putting all the all the, putting it into that. Um, he's actually wanting to take. Hey, let's step back and think about to get our head around this topic of business. What is God really doing in the world? What is His agenda? And mm. what are we as his created humans in his image uh, to, to be using our time? And um, what, might it, uh, what might it look like to be you know, using our time with God's purposes in mind rather than sort of passively being swept up in life busyness? And so mm. um, that was, uh, yeah, that was really good. And uh, it, it, I think the takeaway, one of the takeaways I got was that um, what counts is sort of not so much busyness or laziness or rest, uh, but what counts is being in tune with God's purposes in the world. And mm. as we use our energy in a purposeful, directed way, uh, consistent with God's purposes in the world, which is in a biblical theology, creation, uh, fall, redemption, looking forward to the new creation, um, mm. how can that shape what we do with our time and um, uh yeah, how we look to rest, how we look to work, um, whether that's in a job, uh, regular work or kind of ministry work, um, thinking about it from that perspective. Um, so I thought that was um, fantastic. Loved it. Mm. Interesting. Sorry, you had something else to say? Yeah. And so uh, just to share, uh, towards the end, he does get um, a bit more practical about the things we can consider. And uh, yeah, oh, told yeah. a great story of, of the way he... Um, left a, a, a busy job um, for a job in working as a church, is, is in administration kind of role in a church. And um, he said to leave for quite a, a well-paid sort of executive kind of professional job, he said it felt at the time like a major and costly career decision. It wasn't. In hindsight, it was never a career-ending choice. And the job I left behind really was an unsatisfying rat race that I wasn't enjoying in the slightest. The perceived cost of the change was high, but in reality, it wasn't such a big deal. And God provided in ways I could never have anticipated. Wow. So uh, it's just um, a real thankfulness that he's still busy in the new job. And the old job was busy, but because his, the purposes are uh, in, in good shape um, with God's purposes, um, he has, uh, yeah, that's been yeah something he's thankful for. Mm, mm. So do you think for you reading this book was a word of encouragement or did it really hit the ground in a particular way for you, like a, yeah, a th- big change? Um, I think the encouragement was stuff like um, now and again I'll, I'll be feeling busy and tired and I'll think, oh, I'm feeling busy and tired, that's a bad thing. And then I think 
this book has helped me see, well, what am I doing here? I'm actually, I, I'm serving my family well. I'm, you know, contributing to what needs to be done. Um, so being busy itself, that's okay. I'm, you know, fitting with God's purposes. Mm. Um, and uh, what some of the words here has helped set that in context, that I'm not a solo player, that I'm part of God's big plan of the universe. And that's mm. helped me to think, okay, uh, God is um, working his purposes out. Uh, mm. He doesn't need me. I'm not you know, essential in that way. And so I can pause and, and kind of uh, obey some of that Sabbath commands and principles mm -hmm. to um, rest and refresh and yeah, meditate on God's word and stuff. So that's been probably the changes for me. <laughs> but we'll yeah. see this year as the year <laughs> up, so you and I yeah. know what's ahead yeah. of us. We're a twelfth of the way in, and we've got a long way to go. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I I also have a book to talk about um, next week with you about rest and refreshment and and things like that. And so it's really on my mind as well. And I wonder how many people over the summer holidays did actually read a book about rest because it's it's the perfect time, isn't it? <laughs> when you're needing a rest to think, oh, I probably need a rest. I should think about rest. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So if people have read a book in, on rest, they should get in touch. We would love to hear about that. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, but so anyway, that's Busy well, by Ian Carmichael. I happily recommend that. That would be a good one to have on the list this year. And a, and a quick, accessible read by the sounds of it. Yes. Yes, indeed. Oh, that's what we want. Well, we're out of time, Joe. Um, mm. But any, um, anything you'd like to leave with our listeners today? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I, I guess we'd love for people to, to get on board, listen to the podcast. You could So you could share it with others. If you are a regular listener, why not pick a favourite episode and share that one? Or you could share this particular episode with someone and say, hey, you could start here. I, um, You know, we're at the start of the year. Why not start the year with us and a friend as well? Uh, we would love mm. for you to share this ministry with other people. Fantastic. Mm. Well, it's been great chatting with you today, Joe. Have a great week. Yes, um, I will. You in, too. Uh, in ministry of maturing people and... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I wish. I only wish there was a, a Newcastle eye, so I could we could send you up on the the, <laughs> the big wheel. The, uh, you the know, if my niece and nephew were here, I would probably do it. <laughs> They're the only ones who get me on there. <laughs> All right, catch you next time. All right, see ya. Bye.